everyone, my name is Heather Law and I will be your host for today. So in this episode, we're going to discuss the COVID vaccine distribution and how this may affect immigrant communities, especially for those who are undocumented. However, before we get started, I just want to provide a disclaimer that all of the information that I'm about to talk about is from various news sources and government websites. So the information that I provide is not really meant to convince you to form a certain opinion, but rather inform you so that you can make your own. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and start with a little bit of background information about the COVID vaccines. So if you've been listening to the news, you've probably heard all the different names being thrown around. You might have gotten a little confused. Well, that's okay because I'll be here to give you just a brief little explanation about them. So first of all, it's important to note that there are two kinds of vaccines. The first one being from Pfizer and BioNTech, and the second one being from Moderna. It's important to note that Pfizer is an American company, but they're working in accordance with BioNTech, which is a German company led by Turkish immigrants, actually. And the second one from Moderna is from a U.S. company. So Pfizer, the one from Pfizer and BioNTech is actually have actually already been going through its first round of distributions. And they started with healthcare workers because, you know, they are working on the front lines. And so far, everything is so good. You know, there's only been a few cases of people who have experienced side effects and allergic reactions. But news outlets have been saying that they aren't too severe and how the large majority of people are doing fine after the first dose. However, this isn't the end, unfortunately. The second round is still needed in order for people to get the full effect of the vaccine. So there is more information that will be yet to come for that. So people are still taking precautions and are doing more research before letting certain populations get the vaccine, for example, for children. So it isn't available for everyone just yet. As I mentioned before, it's only been going through healthcare workers so far. And so that's for Pfizer and BioNTech. And The FDA actually just approved the Moderna vaccine for emergency authorization, so that one is also beginning to be released to to the public. So there have been many public figures that have already received the shot to ensure that it's safe to the public, including CNN's chief medical officer, Sanjay Gupta, Vice President Pence got one last week on camera, and President-elect Joe Biden and his wife Jill already have gotten it yesterday as well on camera just to ensure people that this is safe because there has been a lot of controversy surrounding it. Trump, on the other hand, has not yet gotten the vaccine, and we're not sure when he will or if he plans on getting it. So with this in mind, you know, some people are just really hesitant to get the vaccine because of the potential side effects. But for other people, for example, undocumented immigrants, they're more worried because it may give them more potential problems in regard to their immigration status. You know, US, USA Today reported on a 36-year-old woman named Beatriz Guterres, who is a stay-at-home mom of four in Phoenix, and she was worried that getting the vaccine would expose her to immigration officials and it would risk deportation. And this was even despite the fact that her whole family got sick with COVID and her partner lost his job because of that. So now you may be wondering, like, why? Why, how does getting a COVID vaccine lead to conflict with immigration officials? You know, it doesn't seem like the two would connect, but actually it does because the Trump administration or officials within the Trump administration, I should say, suggested that the vaccine recipients should provide all different kinds of personal information, including, but not limited to, birthdays, driver's license, passport numbers, and just all these different kinds of identifications to help keep track of the vaccine rollout and its success. 
But the issue is many undocumented immigrants, especially, don't have that kind of documentation. And if they can't provide that, then it exposes them to immigration officials that they're undocumented. So that's obviously been a really big issue. And state state officials have recognized that, including Governor Andrew Cuomo, who didn't agree with this idea, you know, the governor of New York, for those of you who don't know. And Cuomo actually wrote a letter to the Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, on December 1st, saying that this sort of mandate would freeze out immigrants and that his state would not comply with this request. And assuming Cuomo had not said anything, you know, there would be a large number of people who wouldn't be able to get the vaccine. And that's really significant because New York has some of the highest share of immigrants within their population throughout the entire U.S. after states like California. So after hearing his appeal, Azar replied within a few days and he said, yes, like while the personal information would be helpful to keep track of who is receiving the vaccine. And I quote, he said, we don't require that personally protected information be required, end quote, to get a shot. But, you know, for the most part, both conservative and liberal immigration groups agree that undocumented Americans shouldn't be excluded from the vaccine due to their immigration status. But why? You know, it's a little confusing. You know, these these two groups never agreed on anything or many things before. But why are they agreeing on this? Well, simply say this is because many undocumented immigrants have jobs such as being chefs or servers or healthcare providers or elderly caregivers and meat packers, as there was an incident in the very beginning of when the COVID outbreak first began with the meatpacking industry. And these jobs usually require these people to interact with many people. So if they're sick and not receiving the vaccine or not able to receive the vaccine, then they pose as a great risk towards everyone. Even if you are an American citizen, if you have been one your whole life, it doesn't matter. If you come in contact with them and they're sick, then, you know, that also risks your health and your loved ones and your friends and family. Also, there are other people that just believe that not vaccinating a group of people during a global health pandemic on the basis of their immigration status is simply just inhumane and counterproductive from a health from a health public health perspective and healthcare perspective. So with that being said, Many people believe that there needs to be a system that's tailored towards immigrants, especially for those who are undocumented, that can reach out to them in their native language and, you know, just reassure them that getting the vaccine won't risk deportation or anything similar to the matter. And finally, just get them to get the shot for their own health and the safety for those around them. So far, there hasn't been that much action that's been documented from the government in regard to this issue. However, some grassroots groups have been taking action to gain the trust um, from the immigrants in their communities. So, for instance, in Phoenix, in Arizona, there's a CEO named Walter Murillo, and he told his employees at the NHW Community Health Center not to ask immigrants for their health insurance status when administering the vaccine. And he also said he plans to develop a campaign that assures people their personal information won't be shared with immigration officials. So that's because of efforts from people like Walter Murillo, it's really been an effort for the immigrant population to be less suspicious and less worried about and being able to risk their own health just because they're worried about being deport deported. So there have been many other states, including New York and Illinois, for example, who have decided that they will protect the personal information for those who are getting the vaccine. So 
if you do find yourself in a situation where you're concerned about your safety or, you know, someone who you know who is concerned about this, just make sure to do your research and to see what your state's policy is. So far, not every state has the same policy, but it is important to do your own research. And maybe if you want to advocate to Congress on to change that, then that's a good idea as well. And if you're curious to know when it would be your turn to get the vaccine, there are plenty of resources online that you can refer to. So one really great example that I found is the Find Your Place in the Vaccine Line tool. So that's the title. It's, it's called Find Your Place in the Vaccine Line. And it's a tool that's provided by the New York Times where you can input your age, the county you live in, a general category of what your profession is to be able to determine whether or not you get priority as an essential worker and whether you have COVID health-related risks or not. So that last part, whether you have COVID health-related risks or not, that's just a yes or no question. So th don't, don't worry, there's no personal information that's required to use this tool. But keep in mind that this is just an estimation. It's not an exact algorithm that will say you can get the vaccine on this day and this time because that hasn't been determined yet. So just take it with a grain of salt because it is an estimation and it's only just asking you basic questions. So that is all I have. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. And please remember, like I said before, all the information that was relayed to you today was not my personal opinion. They're all based off of resources that can be found online. And if you have any more COVID-related questions, I suggest visiting the CDC website. Or if you would like to learn more about Alien Attorney, feel free to visit alienattorney.com. We have more links to more podcasts, or if you'd like to read more articles about anything relating to immigration, we have them there as well. So thank you everyone for listening in and stay healthy and safe. Bye.